3: Hey guys, welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti. Hope you guys are doing well. You know when you wake up with your period, this might be relatable to some people out there listening, and you realize that your extremely emotional state for the past like couple of days makes so much sense. Anyway, more on that in a little bit. I have a lot to unpack this episode. A lot of, I think very relatable things to discuss. But before, I just want to do a little mini life update. What's going on in my life? Why am I recording this on a Sunday, which is very out of the ordinary for me because I usually record very last minute on Wednesdays, post-Thursday morning. You know me. I'm always procrastinating. But like I do get it done. And it always or most of the time ends up how I want it to be. But Anyway, I'm recording this on a Sunday, so responsible because I'm headed out on two different trips this upcoming week. So as you're listening to this, I'm actually in New York when you're listening to this, but it's like the one day I'm back in the city between my two trips. I gave myself 24 hours, which is going to be the most stressful day of my life. I really hope all people close to me stay away from me on Thursday because it's going to be a very charged day. Lots going on. So that's why I'm recording this ahead of time. But I'm going to Southampton for a few days on a brand trip. I guess – I mean, I can really share everything because at this point, when you're listening, I'm going to already have been there and back. Going to Southampton with Danielle and Brooke, Gals on the Go, Fashion Pass, and a bunch of other girls were all headed out there staying at this really cute hotel in Southampton. We're – Essentially, just all hanging out, but we're wearing a lot of Fashion Pass pieces. It's the Gals in the Go collab with Fashion Pass. Very, very cool. I'm so excited. We have a bunch of fun things planned. And I always just love spending time with those girls. And hopefully, I'll be vlogging. I really think I will be. So, doing that for a few days. Then I come back, the craziest day of my life ensues preparing, unpacking, packing. And then I head to Puerto Rico for another sort of work trip. I call it a work trip, but really it is just like a very fun, exciting blessing of a trip because this hotel is sponsoring myself and a friend to go and experience the hotel. I did something very similar when I went to Mexico, you guys might remember, and just capture a ton of content for the hotel And call it work Crazy Like I'm sitting here And I just have this like Warm feeling in my chest Because I know That if my younger self knew What I was able to do Because of my interest In the internet Like she would not believe it So very excited about that But that being said Have to get a lot done And Labor Day Really just stuck up on me I really did not See it coming this year And while I'm very In the camp of letting summer go. I'm very done, okay? I mean, yes, I'm going to regret this statement when it's freezing in the middle of winter, but I think I've expressed it enough in the past few episodes of me always kicking off the episode talking about how hot I am and how just unbearably hot it is in the city, which is so drama because I know it's so much hotter in other places, but. For some reason, just you know, walking around the city, going down to the subway, like going into the subway on a hot day, you smell things you should not ever smell, okay? I've gotten to my breaking point, so I'm very, very excited to have New York City fall. One of my friends just moved here, and she has never experienced New York in the fall, so I fully intend on spending a lot of time with her so I can see it all through fresh eyes. It's always the most amazing feeling being with someone who's never experienced New York City's best season ever because there's something truly unparalleled with like New York City fall like there's just nothing quite like it and it's why there's so many songs about autumn in New York and like fall in New York and falling in love in New York. I was just on the phone with my parents and they're actually coming for my birthday which is in October. I do a Halloween party every year and they are booking travel to come my sister as well. And they're getting hotel. They're coming to my birthday party, which at first I was a little bit against. Like I was kind of like, I don't know if I want my parents seeing me taking shots at a club. Well, it's not even a club. It's like a bar. I rented this top floor of this bar that I know the owner through a bunch of other birthday parties we've thrown there. We're super close, follow each other on Instagram. So I'm renting out the top floor of this bar and doing a costume party like last year my second annual Halloween costume party. And my parents were like, we really want to come. And I'm like, well, you can come, but you have to dress up. But I also think about it and I'm like, in 20 years from now, am I going to be mad at myself for not seizing this opportunity? Like all the people I love in one room for my birthday, like, you know, it's limited times I'll be able to do something like this, which is just weird and sad to say, but like I'm obviously jumping on the opportunity to have my parents there. And I just said – What happens on the top floor of this bar stays there and you cannot judge me for anything I do. But that being said, they were like, so is your sister going to stay with you this year like in your apartment? My mom just gave me like the weirdest expression over FaceTime. I'm like, okay, is this you asking me? Am I going to hook up with someone after my birthday? And I said to her, I'm like, mom, I don't know, but I would like to have the option if something is to arise in the next 60 days, like I have – A little bit over 60 days until my party. And who knows what's going to happen from now and then. So I said, yeah, get her a hotel room. (laughs) Because who knows? Wishful thinking. I'm manifesting, putting it out into the universe that maybe something will happen in the next two months. But also not holding my breath. Because as you'll hear in this episode, I'm going to just really dig into what I was thinking about yesterday when I was extremely emotional and didn't know why. Maybe it will relate to some of you. And maybe it's something that's on your mind as well. But you just, you never know. And that's kind of the beauty of it. It is, you have to learn to see the beauty and not knowing what's next. I stumbled across this Reddit thread that was talking about, kind of weird to phrase it like this, but like reasons to live. It was like, what is your reason to live? Or like something like that. And that could be seen as kind of like a sad place, but honestly, it's the happiest forum I've ever seen on Reddit. It was, or not forum, it was just like a page. I don't know what the terminology is, but. All the comments were saying things like, you know, different events or what is your reason to live? You know, my son or my mom or like things like that. And then one comment said, because you truly don't know if tomorrow will be the best day of your life because it very well could be. Next Thursday could be the best day of your life. Next Thursday could change it all. And you just never know. So you have to hold out for that because in nature, I mean... Trees grow not because they have like a reason to, they just do. So, I think that's kind of (laughs) you don't really need a reason. Anyway, I'm going to segue from the tree metaphor into a really interesting event that happened to me yesterday, or an event that sparked an interesting sort of thought process that I want to just walk through with you guys because I really do feel like when I was experiencing this, I just had this overwhelming sensation that like other people are probably experiencing this simultaneously to me like they really do but they think they're crazy for thinking this way or they think they're being dramatic or just you know they don't want to tell people because it sounds really dramatic but you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna tell all of you because hopefully it will touch someone out there and they'll feel seen and that's all I care about so picture this you see me getting out of my uber yesterday after the most perfect birthday park picnic. It was just so picturesque, so cute, so Tumblr aesthetic, beautiful birthday picnic for a close friend of mine in Central Park. And I was sitting there. She had a bunch of picnic blankets spread out, really cute little pastries and foods. It was actually something out of a movie. Just the cutest little affair. Such a special birthday little celebration. And I'm sitting there and you know when you are at one of these sorts of things. There's all of these different side conversations happening. Like Because there's like 30 people there, you all have to kind of like have your own little like mini conversations, like little pods, because if just one person's talking and you're all like sitting there staring at them, it's a little bit awkward. So like, you know, people break off into their conversations. They start to meet each other. So there were like seven different side conversations happening. And I was listening to this girl talk about how She just moved in with her boyfriend. You know, I first asked her, like, where does she live? And she said, oh, I just moved in with my boyfriend in this neighborhood, blah, blah, blah. And just going on. And it was really cool seeing her talk about it and hearing her talk about this, even though I obviously can't relate to the subject of moving in with your boyfriend, but it was really cool hearing her talk about it. And it was like, guys, the hottest day ever yesterday. It was sticky. It was humid. It was so, so hot. But this girl that I'm speaking to has the most perfect slicked bun, not one single frizzy hair out of place like mine was, the most perfect just olive green little frock dress on, brown Bottega shoulder bag just casually sitting on her lap. And I thought to myself as she was talking and as I was marveling in how cool she was in every way, I thought to myself, okay, yeah, she is definitely the kind of person Who deserves this? (laughs) Like, she's the kind of person who probably had no problem finding a boyfriend, even in this city where so many people struggle. You know, and obviously, I'm taking this beautiful moment, this beautiful picnic, this beautiful girl, and this special, happy thing that's happening to her, and I'm turning it into this self deprecating, internal conversation with myself. Like, I can be so self deprecating sometimes. I really liked this girl. Let me assure you, I just have this tendency sometimes to turn every good thing happening in my vicinity to a clearly very good person into a jab at myself. And also discounting the fact that she's also a very interesting, smart person whose outward appearance and her dress and her hair is the least exciting thing about her, which is saying a lot because she is a stunning person, right? So as I was thinking this, feeling self-deprecating and then feeling mad at myself for feeling that way, I was glancing around the circle because it wasn't just me in this conversation. It was a few of us. And every single girl in this little talking pod has a boyfriend. And I became very aware of this fact and didn't feel so great about it. Once again, the one comment just spirals into another and into another. Domino effects And I just felt this overwhelming emotion and I could not name it. I couldn't figure out what it was. And it was not like so much inferiority. Like I didn't feel like these girls were better than me. I was just jealous and I felt really lonely, like, you know, in that moment.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Angie.
3: And so back to getting out of the Uber. So after the picnic, after all these conversations and after all the self-deprecation going on in my head, I was getting out of my Uber back home and I stepped one foot out of the Uber and I realized I need to go out. I need to put on a cute dress and go out immediately. Like cannot go out fast enough, cannot have a margarita in my hand fast enough. I need to go. And a friend of mine had texted me that she was at, this place called City Vineyard over by the piers. It's this place, they only have beer and wine that's served. It's like up on like the roof of this structure. And it's just like all these mini tables with little umbrellas and a huge wraparound bar. And it's just like a very happening place called City Vineyard. And then another friend texted me, she was at a different rooftop bar called Brass Monkey. And then another friend of mine was like, let's get dinner. And I thought, perfect, oh my God, so many plans. What do I do? I can't wait, let's do it. So I got ready. I got home, showered. Like I was so disgusting from like sitting in the dirt in Central Park and sweaty. So I showered. I blew out my hair, which I just cut short the other day. So like I, you know, took me like 10 minutes, thank God, to blow dry my hair. I did like a perfect, as far as I can muster, blowout. Did a whole face of makeup. Put on a cute dress. And I checked my phone after texting all these people like, yes, I'm in. And I did not have any texts, no buzz. None of my friends had texted me back. In that moment, I felt like um, Carrie in Sex and the City, here I go, relating my life back to Sex and the City, one podcast episode at a time. But it was almost like that episode of Sex and the City where it's Carrie's birthday and she's at the restaurant and she got there like late because Carrie's never early or on time and none of her friends are there and she can't figure out where they are because they don't have cell phones. And it just like felt... Really weird for a second there. I was like, oh my God. But I look at my phone, I'm like, wait, Katie, relax. It's only been like 30 minutes. You're being crazy when people are drinking. They never check their phones. It's fine. So I sat myself down in my comfy chair, took off my heels, and I waited. And then I typed out some messages. Then I deleted the messages or I backspaced because I felt like I was being crazy. Then I typed them out again and then I sent, and then I waited 15 minutes, and then I waited 20 minutes, and I was like, this is just madness. Where are my friends? I called them. I mean, I will say not all of my friends were out. A bunch of my friends are traveling this weekend. It was just like a few of them, but obviously in my mind, I'm like, these are all I have. This is all I've got, and no one's answering me. I was being so crazy because, I mean, I'll get to like the why in a bit, but I just, have you ever felt like that? And these are close girlfriends of mine. And I'm like, they hate me. Everyone hates me. Like, I just like need to go out. I need to go out. And literally that morning, I decided that I wasn't going out. And I told people I wasn't. So like, this is not on them at all. It's on me for being like, what changed, you know? Well, yes, I talked to a girl who's in a relationship and spiraled, (laughs) you know, because I'm crazy. No, I'm not. But obviously, that was what was going through my mind verbatim. So there I was sitting in my comfy green chair, all done up with absolutely nowhere to go. And so I decided to pick up a book. I started this book in Nantucket and I had not finished it. And both Brooke and Danielle had asked me if I'd finished it because they recommended it to me. And I was like, wait, that's crazy. I didn't, I like forgot in the craziness of last week to finish this book. So I finished the book so good by the way it was called the last mrs parish so many people have read this already it was so good like multiple twists highly recommend but i finished the book checked my phone again and it turns out all of my friends who were out they all answered me all in these different places had decided to either leave where they were it was like that time of day kind of in between day drinking and night drinking and either go home to nap, which always means like they're not going back out, or go spend time with their boyfriends, get dinner with like couples, things like that. And at first I felt like a little bit bummed, but then I realized I literally cannot be mad at them because I had not woken up today thinking, let me make a plan. I just kind of assumed that things would maybe work out here because I really just like wanted to prove myself or something. I wanted to prove to myself that I I don't even know. I just wanted to distract myself maybe. I don't know what was going on. And I was also just, you know, now realizing today that I'm on my period. I always get so, like, not dramatic, just so emotionally charged and so, like, everything's so urgent and so disastrous when I'm on my period. So if you can relate, you can relate. So I was like, you know what? You can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you react to things. So I was like, I'm not going to be all mad and huffy about this. I'm going to do what I need to make myself happy right now, which is order Chinese food, take off my dress, put on comfy clothes, take my freshly blown out hair and put it into a clip and start my next book. (laughs) And so I ate my orange chicken and I read... But even though I was doing that and I was doing things that I knew would make me happy in that moment, they did. But I couldn't shake this lonely sort of feeling, okay? And people always ask me in like every single Q&A if living alone ever makes me feel lonely. And I usually say no because truthfully, 90% of the time, I don't feel lonely. I really love my alone time and I know someday I won't be able to get it as much as I can now. So I really do relish in it. I really do love spending time with myself. And that's not just me saying it because I want to appear to be this like fearless person, but I really do need my alone time. I know that about myself. But yesterday I was just having one of those days where I just did feel this overwhelming sense of loneliness. And maybe it was because the things that I was using to help me like reading a book like that is like literally about a romance. Maybe that wasn't really helping. (laughs) Maybe that was just rubbing salt in the wound. I don't even know because even though I feel like it's so silly to say things like this where I feel lonely and I want what my friends have, I want what this girl at the picnic that I just met has, like it sucks because I feel like it makes me seem so silly and like a broken record. And like someone who can't shut up about what they don't have and should be grateful for all the things that they do have. Like I'm going on two amazing trips next week. Why am I still so, why am I still going over this? Like it's been like 10 years of me talking about this. Like why am I so crazy? And then I realized, you know, you only talk so much about the things that like deeply affect you and you can't choose what these things are. You can't choose the things that really stick with you And I've learned this through therapy. It's like, you know, you can't just turn it off, right? You can maybe not speak about it. But then in doing that, those people that don't hear it be said think that they're the only ones, right? And they think that they're the only ones who feel like a broken record and feel like they just can't move on. So I also feel like the loneliness isn't so much in I mean, you heard my episode on friendships changing. I don't think it's all about like I want a boyfriend. I think it's also about I feel my friends slipping away from me sometimes because – okay, that's being so dramatic. Not all of them, but a lot of them are in relationships and it really does make me feel second fiddle sometimes and it's sad because I just know that now once we're getting to this age – and I could be totally wrong, but it just doesn't feel like things are ever going to be how they used to be when – we were all freshly like everyone was single at the same time and it was so like you know it's cuz people are going to naturally a lot of the times prioritize their significant other that's why they call them significant others so anyway i digress i felt a little bit stuck yesterday i think it's the best way to say it like just very stuck because when i really do just sit with myself and scan through all of the things that I've done in my life, like, you know, I sit there and I think about the good stuff and the bad stuff. And I think about all that I've done, all that I do, all that I try for. I sit here and I think, I've really done the best that I can with what I've been given, with what I've got and what I've been offered, the situations I've been in. Like, I've really done my best. (laughs) I've been dedicated to my work. Like I'm not just saying with dating, I'm just saying in life, I've really tried to do my best. And if I haven't done my best, I do my best the next time. And I've been very focused on that. You know, I've been dedicated to my work. I've been thoughtful to my friends. I've been really persistent with my progress in certain areas, like trying to get better. I've been carefree enough to go out and socialize, to drink at the bar and friendly enough to make friends with new people. Like, what have I missed here? Where did I go wrong to land myself in moments of feeling stuck? And I know this is just like the spiral of yesterday talking. And in the moment of spiraling, I knew that like yesterday, tomorrow, I'd wake up. So today, I'd wake up without a hangover, clear of mind, and realize that I'm okay. You know, I'll keep moving. I'll keep going. It's okay. It's okay. And you know what? I did wake up feeling pretty great. I went out, got a coffee, went for a walk, did all my errands, planned this podcast. Well, like kind of loosely, obviously, I'm basing like – majority of this podcast on just like yesterday's experiences, but I have a story to share later, don't you worry. Um, But I think a lot of us can relate to this kind of feeling of just feeling stuck and you kind of do this like full body and life scan looking for flaws, like looking for that wrong turn that you took to land you here, the opportunity that you were given that you didn't take The mistake that you made like trying to nail down a reason trying to figure out or find your why and like hold on to it and see okay this is it this is what's wrong like trying to find
0: what went wrong you can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on angie to make your backyard the best around
3: I do see it sometimes. Like I see it. Like when I was reading this book yesterday, I see the life that I will have one day or like what I want so badly. And I see them in kind of like quick flashes sometimes in like moments that a character has, like in a TV show or a book. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel this like warmth spread in my chest when I see something happen sometimes. And I'm like, that will be me someday. Like that will be me. I was in the park this morning drinking my coffee and I saw this older couple in like literal walkers sitting on their little walker chair, you know, like the walker that has like a little seat and they were both sitting next to each other in the park, just like chatting. It's like, you feel that warm feeling and you're like, that I do think, or at least maybe it's just like the hope talking. Like, I I hope I want to be, you know, in a relationship like that someday or like, I hope I will be a mother someday like this character in the book. Like I'm reading this book by Ellen Hildebrand called Golden Girl and she's talking about her three kids and I'm like, I know, like I know in my heart I'll have that. I know that I will. And maybe that's like manifestation in a way or just like I need to think that way in order for the stuck feeling to kind of feel less severe. For some reason, it just makes me feel better. I think it's kind of similar to, I don't know why I pinpoint this specific memory, but Back when I did swim team in the summers when I was in elementary school, I was really bad at swimming. You know, I could swim, I could stay afloat, but I was really bad at backstroke. I'd always like, slam my head into the wall and it was not enjoyable for me. But I really wanted a blue ribbon, which was the first place ribbon. Like people got ribbons. You got like the participation ribbon and everyone got this yellow ribbon because you participated, but there was a blue ribbon for first place and then like different colors for the different places and then rainbow ribbons for your personal best and stuff like that. And I really wanted a blue ribbon and every time after I just really had this hope that if I just you know practiced a little bit more did anything my mom would always tell me like don't worry you'll get them next time like don't worry you'll be one of the big kids soon like when I was first starting out and like there was older kids who were much better and it's with anything like you think oh like that'll be me one day you're at work and you see like the VP who struts into the office and just like appears so so like she knows her shit. And you're like, oh, that'll be me one day. And like, you just work towards that. I don't think there's any harm in thinking that way. Maybe it does suck when you're not there and you're still not there and you're still not there and it doesn't appear that you're going to be there. I think that's when you maybe sort of sort of start to pivot to a different dream and you have a different goal, not necessarily the absence of goals. Like I do hear people when they say, you know, goal setting can sometimes be negative because if you don't reach the goal, you feel this like absolute despair. But I do think, for me, at least. The way that I keep going best through stuck times is having some sort of, I don't even know, like kind of like a daydreaming sort of thing. And just like when I can't sleep at night, when I'm like drifting off, I do kind of like paint pictures in my head of like what I want my life to be or I imagine scenarios with like a guy I saw on the train that was particularly cute and like what would have happened if I had, you know what I mean? And I think that that keeps me optimistic. So I don't know if that's the worst thing to do. I'm obviously not a therapist, but that's how I do it. So sometimes I feel like if I squint hard enough, I can see it for myself. Like I can see it. But right now, the only lens that I see my future through is the one made by my hopes. And sometimes. The lens shifts, and all of a sudden, it's made by my fears, showing me things I don't want and showing me how I'll fail. Because, you know, life doesn't just like nimbly travel along the path of our hopes. A lot of bad stuff happens too, and, you know, that's just life. But I think the reason that I'm often so disappointed in situations that just don't pan out how I hoped they would, or characters in my story that I always thought would exist but don't yet, they haven't gotten here yet, they haven't arrived on their season of the show yet. <laughs> like The reason that I feel so gutted about it is because I am just at my core, extremely impatient. And so many of us are because we live in an instant gratification society and oftentimes in books, it's just like, are you kidding me? Like I, I'm reading, reading, reading. And I'm like, really? Are you kidding me? It's just gonna be that easy for this person. And I just, I compare my life to fiction. I do. And I'm so desperate all the time for things to just come together like they would in a fictional tale or in a success story I see on the internet or my friends who have gone through so much to get what they've gotten. And I know that, but I try to like kind of glaze over those details sometimes. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, it was easy for them, you know. And I just get so self-deprecating, but I also start to hate people. And I hate myself when I'm like that. I really do. You know, I, I hold out hope and I know deeply that things, they will come together, maybe not how I expect or I imagine they will, but I know so, so, so deeply. And I've maybe if I say it enough times, I'll actually believe this, but I do know, at least right now, not all the time when I'm spiraling, maybe I don't know this, but I do know that I will feel that warm feeling I keep referring to one day and realize this is my life now. Like, I'm seeing it. It's here. I can touch it. It's all happening. And, you know, I'll think back on nights like last night where I was just sitting alone in my apartment eating Chinese food for one, listening to these drunk girls screaming outside my window as they're waiting in line for this bar. And I'll smile knowing that I was right even then, like I was right. It will happen and it could happen tomorrow and it might not even be in the form of a significant other, which is what I just like think it is right now, like or like what I see it as, but it'll be something so much bigger than that. Like maybe a career shift that will like absolutely change my life or like a warm feeling is coming. If you don't feel it right now, it is coming, okay? I know that even when I can't see that, I know it. And a few things that I will not let myself do is let myself be a super bitter and cynical person. Yes, I am impatient, but I will not be bitter. Sometimes it starts to nag at me or like it starts to poke and prod at me. Like my bitterness starts to knock and try to come in the door. I don't know. And I won't let it. I won't let it. When I'm sitting in these beautiful, amazing moments, I won't let my bitterness and my cynicalness. I won't let them be at the helm in the driver's seat of my moment because I don't want to look back and see that my life was tainted by these horrible things that creep in sometimes i mean obviously i'm human i can't control it all but i'll know that i've tried my best i really do try my best every day to write the story that i want to be the main character of but at the end of the day we can't control it all i'm not the only author you know like unlike authors in real life we can't determine which of our chapters are the happy ones or the sad ones or the ones that rip your heart out, the ones that, you know, make you start to like the character that you hated at the beginning. (laughs) Like, I just read a book where at the beginning I hated this one character and then at the end I loved the character and she was the heroine. The ones, you know, the chapters that make you realize, oh, this person is the antagonist or the chapters that make the book your favorite. Like, you do not know which one you're in until it starts to, like, hit you and then maybe the chapter has changed and you look back and you're like, oh, yeah, that was the sad chapter. And you think that the book's over. It's not over. It's just getting started, you know. But real life really does get me worked up sometimes. It does. And I'm allowed – well, I know that I'm allowed to feel this way. I just can't, like I said, let those bitter, cynical thoughts rule my life and what I don't have. Like I can't let what I don't have or what really makes me feel lonely and really revs up those bad feelings and those bad actions in me – I can't let those things be the driving force. I really can't. I have to lean into my good stuff, my hope, my optimism, the fact that I'm a good friend and a good person, and I know that. So I have to just like hang on to that. And I think many of us do. If you're struggling in any way, remember that, okay? But I want to share a little story that made me feel better <laughs> yesterday. I stumbled across a story, and I went to bed feeling happy because of this Really interesting factoid. Okay. Did you know that butterflies drink tears to survive? So I found this little article um, by this science writer named Rachel Neuer, and I believe she lives in Brooklyn. So not too far from where I'm sitting right now, but she wrote this article. I'm going to have it linked in the show notes. It's just incredible. It's so short, but so, so sweet. So last December, when this article was written, when Costa Rican biologist Carlos de la Rosa spotted a butterfly and a bee simultaneously drinking the tears of a caiman crocodile. He didn't quite know what to make of the scene. It was one of those natural history moments that you long to see up close, he said. But then the question becomes, what's going on here? Why are these insects tapping into this resource? Perplexed, Carlos began looking into the subject and found that a number of these events had been recorded around the world by professional scientists, tourists, and photographers. De La Rosa himself had seen moths drink turtle tears in the Amazon, and others reported of butterflies and bees drinking tears from an assortment of other reptiles, and in one case, at least, a human. So what is going on? De La Rosa figures that these cold-blooded tears must contain valuable mineral resources like salt. So butterflies, he points out, are known to drink from muddy, nutrient-rich puddles. Despite the reputation, this is the part that made me really like, I don't even know why this made me happy. Or like, I don't know why tears are making me happy, guys. I can't, I, I think it's the period talking. I really don't know. But despite the reputation, crocodile tears are genuine. No one knows why, but alligators and caimans, which is a kind of crocodile, naturally tear up when enjoying a meal. As Science Daily reported several years back, it might have something to do with the hissing, potentially sinus-clogging noises that they produce when chowing down. So think about it. Like crocodiles, literally alligators, crocodiles, bunch of different creatures naturally just like cry. They weep when they are enjoying a meal. Like they're having a good meal and they cry. Like a meal has never made me cry, but it might when I'm pregnant. If I'm emotional now, just imagine when I have all those hormones raging. But yeah, to the delight of butterflies, guys, crocodiles cry when they eat. The butterflies benefit from it. It's one of those like scientific relationships we talked about in like biology way, way, way long ago, not like a mutual But one where like one benefits and one isn't really disturbed. I mean, maybe crocodiles don't enjoy a butterfly like in their eyeball while they're having a meal. Like I don't like when bugs fly in my eye when I'm eating. Like, you know, I'm assuming it's similar or maybe not at all. Who knows? Maybe they like it or they don't care. But I think this is my inner nerd coming out or maybe because I'm just like emotional. But this little story made me realize that there is good from feeling and emotion And the occasional good cry. Like sometimes I just feel better after I just, I mean, actually all the time I feel better when I just let it out. Like even just doing these episodes and just really sharing my true thoughts, even though some people might be rolling their eyes back in their head right now or aren't even listening anymore. But like it feels good to let it out. So let it out. Write things down in your notes of your phone or a journal or if a friend of yours is there that you can talk to, just share these things because even if other people aren't talking about it or aren't quick to share how they're feeling and even if it's not so great, like even if it's like something you're like, oh, I really hate this about me or I hate that I turned this cynical person or turn into this bitter person, like just letting it out makes it easier to sift through and figure out what you have to do to work through it, you know, even though butterflies don't drink my tears in moments of momentary sadness, I know that by me feeling this way, I'm learning more about myself and what I hope for and what I need, and what will come I don't know i I think it makes me more positive in a way, like it does because I'm becoming aware, I guess I don't even know but If that makes sense, amazing. If not, sorry. But (laughs) I just thought I would just lay it all on you this Thursday for Thick and Thin and share a wholesome, interesting little story about crocodile tears and butterflies and Yeah, guys, hope you all enjoyed this episode. You can share that little story about crocodiles and butterflies and stuff at your next dinner party and wow, everybody. Or maybe everyone already knew about this and I'm just the last person on earth to find this out. But thank you all for listening and I will talk to you guys next Thursday. I'll probably have a lot to share for my travels. So stay tuned and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.